Hello and welcome to another edition of Ask Ben W, the video series where I get to tackle one question uh, as I walk from my parked car to my office in Denver Public Schools. Uh, it is definitely raining uh, right now and a whole bunch of very nice clouds are, are around, so uh, we'll see how well, you know, um, video blogging in the rain goes. But uh, I wanted to... Uh, ask and answer a question that came up as a result of a, of a couple of professional learning experiences here in this uh, Connected Educator Month. We are uh, heading in on the, the latter end of the Connected Educator Month. So, uh, the question is this, what myths do we tell one another and do we perpetuate in education that we can let go of. What sorts of myths about teaching and learning can we just leave uh, by the wayside <laughs> and uh, allow the, the truth to kind of stand in? And so this actually comes up because there were some myths that were happening to me or about me or with me and sort of with my consent in, uh, in a conversation with a, a number of other school districts um, on Monday called the Technology Leadership Forum, which is a great uh, collaborative structure for uh, folks who are in leadership positions around the state of Colorado. It's really an amazing uh, kind of time to come together. Um, and to talk about various issues. We we're talking about personalized learning on Monday. Um, and it was nice to sort of dive in with, with those colleagues. But the myths that were sort of being um, perpetuated in those spaces were sort of twofold. One myth was the myth of busy, which is both true and absolutely untrue at the same time. So the myth of busy goes something like this. You are so busy that you can't possibly have time to do anything else or we don't have time to do the really important stuff because we're so busy. Um, the busyness is uh, absolutely prohibitive to get getting things done. Um, and uh, while I would say that it is true that many of us um, in teaching and learning institutions are quite busy. I'm not going to deny that the busyness exists. What I find to be the part of the myth is that uh, we choose to be so. And that if we made different choices, if we made different choices about um, what, we, what we choose to do with our time, and if we set expectations differently for what it is that we are going to work on, busyness would not be the result. And I think that either embracing the busyness of what you have chosen and saying, this is exactly the kind of busy that I want, um, then you can let it go that way, let that uh, myth go. Or if you choose to say, you know what, I don't choose this busyness. I choose um, to actually have um, 
you know, my priorities well established and to ensure that whatever it is that I am working on is not overwhelming. And I'm going to choose not to concentrate on everything that comes at me. I am going to choose something different. But either way, we have got to uh, get rid of the myth of busyness um, in, uh, in our education conversations. Because otherwise, we don't ask one another for help because we assume that you're just too busy. Um, and we do not set our own uh, strong priorities or, you know, the work that must be done uh, because we are, like, the, the assumed busyness is such that we don't have time to prioritize or think strategically or to dig deeper into important issues because we're busy. So let's let that one go. The other one is um, the myth that there is a right way to be connected. And this was something that was definitely happening on Monday where um, we were talking about the ways in which we interact on social media and uh, the ways in which um, we either separate or don't separate our professional learning selves, um, the, the professional self and the personal self. So on Facebook or on Twitter, and there are some people that draw this really strict line down the middle, um, and there are some people who do not. I do not draw that strict line. Um, I see it very much as permeable and sometimes unimportant, uh, that line between those things. And, uh, you know, I think that there were a couple of people in the room who were looking at at me and maybe a couple of other folks that somehow do it better than others. And I just don't see it. I don't see the perfect way or the right way of participating in online spaces. Like, do it the way that makes sense to you. Do it the way that actually empowers yourself to be a self-directed learner, to, to, um, to, you know, create your own network of, for professional learning. Like, it seems silly that we would hold up, uh, frankly, just more posting and sharing online as the, uh, as the correct way to do it versus just saying, however it is that you choose to engage, embrace that and call it exactly what it is. And so... I think that's the other myth that I would like to, to give up, is that there is a right way to engage in um, online spaces, or a right way to engage in uh, creating a, a professional learning network, or even a right way to engage in professional learning. Um, so long as it is meeting your needs as an adult learner, do that. So long it is, as it is meeting your needs for social exploration and, and for connection to others, do that. And if you don't know how, that's a different question, right? Like if you don't know how, then ask somebody who you think um, does have that particular knowledge, but don't hold up their use of, of social media or of, of online spaces as the 
ideal because it isn't. It only works for them. And so um, those are the two sort of myths that I'd like to dispel at all. Um, and I wonder what myths you would like to, uh, to get rid of. Because um, I think that there are probably another few or a few dozen that we could uh, let go of. Um, if you'd like to ask another question to me, please use the hashtag AskBenW and uh, do so on Twitter or on Google Plus or however you'd like to do that and I will, I will try and answer it on my next trip from my parked car to my office in Denver Public Schools. Have a great day. I'm looking forward to learning with you.